Health is wealth. Pretty sure that's the type of phrase I would read on my mom's Facebook page. But what would you infer health is wealth means, Kaze? Well, for me, it means becoming faster, stronger, and healthier, and always going for a goal to obtain. This goal being the money that athletes like Ronaldo, Messi, LeBron James, and Hamilton make, but something we miss out on is our health mentally. I completely agree. Remaining mentally healthy is a task that we as people must weather each day to remain happy and productive in our lives. You can never be able to stay physically strong without having a strong mental thought. Many of the athletes you mentioned go through immense care like therapy to understand what they're going through. And many people may be uninformed on the topic due to its lack of recognition. That's why we're going to use the power of social media in order to spread awareness on the topic and make sure that you are well informed as to what mental health is. Welcome back to the Voice of RVAS, recording at Riffaviews International School. The hosts for today are Bryson and Kazizé Toon, talking about mental health. Rather than saying random heaps of boring and plain information of essays worth of documents, we decided to interview members of faculty here at RVIS International School. More specifically, our hands-on nurse Sam and always caring Miss Hanadi. They will be able to provide us with the proper information as taken by professionals and long-term experience they've had in the field to give you, the listener, all the tips, tricks, fun facts, and steps to take to remain mentally healthy. Without saying any more, let's get straight into the interview. Nurse Sam, Ms. Hanadi, we'd like to thank you again for being here with us on the podcast, answering our questions about mental health awareness, as we do believe it is something that is important for all of us to understand. Kaze, would you like to ask the first question to them? What do you think it means to be mentally healthy? Okay, well, a person with good mental health is someone who feels confident and happy. They feel good about themselves and they can cope with the normal stresses that we all face over the natural course of our daily lives. A person with good mental health will also feel optimistic about their ability to reach their full potential and goals. Having good mental health is as important as having good physical health and they are closely connected. Mental health plays a major role in people's ability to maintain good physical health. Many people will experience poor mental health at some time in their lives. And I have a question about that. Is there a statistic in relation to that? Yes, the current statistic is actually one in four people. So at some point, some of us will be affected by a mental health issue, either with ourselves or someone who is close to us. That's why raising awareness is so important. So actually, this represents one in five adults. Uh, 5.2% of U.S. adults experienced serious mental illness in 2019, which is 13.1 million people, and 20.6% of U.S. adults experienced uh, mental illness in 2019, which is 51.5 million. So we can clearly see that the numbers have been, like, increasing. The num- I think the numbers have also increased throughout the pandemic. I yeah, think that's definitely. That's a big causative factor of mental health illness. Exceptional time, yeah. And the next question we have is, what is the meaning of self-esteem? How do emotions control your actions, Ms. Hanadi? Okay. Self-esteem is what you think about yourself. Your inside talk. You can say to yourself, I'm cool, I'm smart, I can do it. Or if you're saying, I'm a loser, I'm bad, I can't do it. So it's your self-worth. doesn't matter what other people think. It's what you say to yourself. It's like the inside mirror. 
that type of thoughts are not necessarily, necessarily matching what others think about you. And no matter what they say to you, that you are good, you can do it, you still don't believe that. So it's um, contributing to low self-esteem and low self-esteem uh, associated with uh, mental disorders or uh, mental health issues like anxiety, depression, and so on. Uh, your second question is about uh, how do uh, emotions control the actions. Emotions are very important and they are uh, playing with other uh, elements. Uh, whenever we are having any situations, there is the event and there are uh, our thoughts that comes to how we understand the situation and then depending on the thought that we have, we'll have specific emotions and then because we have these emotions that plays in our heart and contribute to our thoughts, then we are going to behave in a certain way. Yeah, definitely emotions tend to play a very big role in our lives because they tend to come from our heads and that tends to dictate what we think about certain situations. Also, uh, how do the social aspects of your life affect your decision making and overall feelings, for example, with your friends and family? So it's, again, it's the interaction of the four elements that I just mentioned earlier. Events, thoughts, feelings, and actions. It's happened so fast. Sometimes you don't realize it. Something happened and then you just react. But in the middle, there are the connections between the feelings and the thoughts, and they are so fast. So if you are in a uh, social situation, sometimes, you know, it puts you to behave in a certain way. Again, it's based on how you understood what happened. Uh, sometimes if something happened and you are alone, you understand it in a different way than if it is in front of other people. For example, if uh, you say hi to somebody and they didn't answer, you can say, she ignored me, maybe she was busy. But if it is in front of other people, maybe you say, she uh, embarrassed me in, for, in front of everyone. That is not nice. Yeah, peer, pre yeah. peer yeah. pressure is definitely really big when it comes to those type of situations. Um, Nurse Sam, do you think that sports can be a great way to improve our mental health? I know me and Kazay are massive sports lovers, so we'd like to know if that affects our health. Yeah, absolutely. Exercise causes your body to release endorphins, you know, the chemicals in your brain that relieve pain and stress. And exercise also reduces the levels of stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline. And research does show that 20 to 30 minutes of exercise every day can make people feel happier and calmer. So what sports exactly would be the best for us? Would it be our team sports or would it be our individual sports? Well, aerobic activities like jogging, swimming, cycling, walking and dancing have been found to reduce anxiety and depression. And yoga is also wonderful too. But really, good mental health can not only be maximized by being physically active, but also from connecting with other people. So anything from playing cards to gaming with friends could work. Learning new skills to gain a sense of achievement also really helps to improve one's mental outlook. Yeah, and some of the research we also gathered was that team sports would help with what we previously mentioned, the social opportunities, learning to communicate with the people around you and your teammates in order to make, I guess, better plays within that sport. I think that's also definitely something that's uh, of grave importance to us. Yeah, absolutely. Connecting with other people, yeah. How can teachers help students improve their mental health? Okay, well, teachers are very good at helping students to feel both physically and emotionally safe. Okay, they can help students share their feelings and can help them build positive relationships with adults and their peers. Teachers can also help by knowing how to recognize signs of mental ill health. Every year, 
mental illnesses affect teenagers and children for different reasons. So at some point, it is very possible that a teacher will be presented with a student in their class who is exhibiting signs of poor mental health. As you know, kids spend an awful lot of time at school, so teachers are in a unique position for recognising when one of their students is behaving differently or possibly developing mental health problems. How would a teacher know? Um, a teacher would recognise that one of their students is acting out of sorts. They may be more withdrawn or anxious. They may not be completing their work. They may be behaving inappropriately. Um, some students do the opposite. They start overperforming and seem to have unlimited energy. Some will show a change in their eating and sleeping habits. And some may develop rituals that were not obvious before. So it's important also to know that only half of those affected receive treatment, often because of the stigma that is still attached to mental health. But if it's left untreated, mental illness can become very debilitating. It can contribute to a poor performance at school and beyond. So it's incredibly important that a student is not ignored. Talking is the first step and a student does not need their parents' permission to talk to their teacher or our counsellors or myself about how they are feeling. But sometimes taking that initial step is often the hardest. So it can really help if a teacher notices and reaches out first. Definitely. And like whenever I feel bad physically, I know that I can always go to you, Nurse Sam, or that when I enter school, Miss Hanadi's always there to greet me. But if I'm struggling with anything mentally, can I approach you guys as well? And will there be any sort of inconvenience towards it? Not I don't, at all. No, it's not an inconvenience. <laughs> you can come and talk to us anytime. Yeah. I don't personally struggle with anything mentally. But say I did, I'd like to know there's, I'd like to know there's someone that I can approach. And as you guys said that you guys are definitely approachable as well as like teachers around us. So that's really great information to know that because like sometimes, you know, we might be stressed about exams, stressed about mm -hmm. tests. And like when it comes down, down to it, we need to have, I guess, a guiding force towards us. How can students get stronger mentally when in relation to that? I know it's a case by case uh, and what works well for you might not work for others. But there are general tips that we would like to recommend, you know, uh, and you can choose from it what works well for you. So uh, uh, when it comes to feelings, validate your feelings. You know, it's very important. It's okay not to be okay, especially in the time that we are living in, especially in the pandemic time. We are experiencing things that, you know, we, we, don't, we know nothing about. So we, you need to be kind to yourself. Reach out for help. Find someone that you can trust and that you can talk to in your house, in the school. We always say that we are a family here. So seeking help and seeking professional help is a life skill. This is something that you might need even after school, you know, when you graduate, when you are an adult and you need to talk, you need to seek for help. So this is a skill that we would like to uh, build and it's okay to ask for help. That's why we have all these professionals around us. Be kind to yourself. Sometimes you can't figure it out all by yourself. You're having a problem, it's like a circle. You are emotionally involved. You can't see all the aspects of this problem. You need somebody who can look at it from outside and then can listen to you and help you to figure it out. Any uh, person that you or a professional that you will go for help, they are not going to give you or present for you the solution. They are going to work with you. It's a process. So step by step, they will help you to figure it out and choose the solution that will work for you. So nobody knows you more than you, <laughs> but yeah, you need true. somebody to help you. Okay, so uh, and another tip also, uh, don't invest your, all your energy in one thing. 
you can distribute it. It's like, you know, it's like finance. Uh, you have your family, your social group, your work, and your hobbies. Have it balanced. Sometimes you have issues with your friends, but you go home, you can talk with your families. Sometimes you fail a test, but you know, you, you, you play a game and you win. So it's like you don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. You, that's the same with your uh, emotional energy. Invest it and split it so you can have that balance. So what you're saying with that is that you should like be distributing your priorities in relation to different things that you enjoy yes, or don't enjoy? Yes. And uh, you can imagine if someone is putting all their energy, all their focus only with friends and ignoring family. Yeah, then it definitely causes cause when like When they some lose, drift. they lose everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. When you put it all in your hobby and you don't do with anything in your work. When you lose, you lose everything. What are possible types of solutions to mental health? So, again, seeking professional help is very important, and uh, uh, people shouldn't wait for so long and shouldn't suffer alone and don't be hard on themselves. So uh, the therapist or the psychologist, that they, they have the expertise to assess the situation, and they can decide what is the solution for the case. If it is only, uh, can be treated only by therapy or by medication or by both. That's great to hear. And... How do you personally deal with mental health? Um, okay, so me personally, um, over the years, due to personal experiences, I have learned how to build up my resilience. Well, what is resilience exactly? Okay, so resilience is about coping with and being able to adjust to the difficult situations or testing times that we all face at some point during our lives. Having resilience does not mean that stress or anxiety won't affect a person. I still get plenty of that. It simply means that a person has developed their coping skills and self-management strategies in order to support how they are feeling. Um, and as Anadi was saying, the other thing that I have in my life is people that I trust and can talk to about how I'm feeling. That's so important. Um, you know, none of us are perfect. And since I was a teenager, I, I feel as though I was a work in progress. Um, I've accepted myself for who I am. I think that's really important. I'm not good at everything, but I focus on what I can do and try to do those things well. I think those are some great tactics. And uh, for me, uh, personally, I love using the metacognition. Sorry, what exactly is metacognition? Metacognition is thinking about your thinking, tracking down your thoughts. And uh, it's a quick, you know, it's... It's like a quick fix. It works about here and now. I don't like analyzing and digging for history and going to what happened, you know, when I was a child to understand what that, what's happening now. I track down my thoughts. Sometimes at the end of the day, I say, what happened today? What upsets me? And then I go step by step. I talk to the people that I trust who will help me to understand, not will keep me negative. No, they can help me and give me a realistic point of what happens. So this is something that uh, is really uh, helpful for me. Uh, thinking about what happened, trying to analyze what happened, and talking to someone that I trust. I think I definitely have some similar tactics. Like, don't think too much into it, because that way you'll just drive yourself crazy. So yeah, I definitely believe in that. And for our final question, uh, I have to ask you, do you believe children can experience mental health problems? Yeah, because it's a frequent myth that many people ask, so we'd like to know if that was true or false. Mm, well, I know children can yeah. experience yeah. mental health problems and illnesses. Absolutely, they can. Yeah, and like busting the myth, we actually did some like research into it, 
And uh, it says that in one in seven young people aged to four to 17 years old, so not exactly children, but around that age group, around our age group, can experience a mental health condition in any given year. So it's mm. not something you can predict, which I guess is unfortunate in some circumstances, but also a good thing. So that way you know that you should be helping everyone around you guys. All right. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you had a, you. have a You're wonderful day. Us. Yes. Now that it's just me and you in the studio, Kazay, what can be inferred from what we just heard? Well, I definitely learned some important things that I can take with me in my life, even if I'm quite mentally healthy. I think checking up on some of my friends around me would be one of the first big steps I take to making sure that mental health awareness is spread properly and well. I know for certain I'll be using the tactic of metacognition to take action during and after heated moments in order to avoid any controversy or doubts by the end of my day. And we hope you guys learned valuable lessons too. I would like to credit our producer Alia, audio engineer Nura, and writer Sebastian for helping me and Kazay throughout the podcast to make this the best listening experience for you guys at home tuning in. We hope your day goes great and make sure to keep listening because the next podcast is coming up now. That podcast will be exploring teachers in our school, RBIS. Hope you like and subscribe to the podcast and wherever you're listening to, make sure you spread it. Have a good one.